The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, the first. Jesus said to them, amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. We are more impressionable in our youth. Science demonstrates for us that it's much easier for a child to learn a language when they are still developing, right? They're surrounded in their environment. They've, they've got the vocabulary. They can pick up the practice of it. They're much more impressionable. But that also means then that for each and every one of us that it's easy to become a product of our environment. If we look across the landscape today, we see that played out over and over again. The effects of an environment not only our generation, but also on the next. Parents can be physically present to their children, but absent on all other accounts. Maybe um, someone who's in poverty has unusual spending habits, and that passes on then to the next generation. Statistics are all over the place reflecting this, whether it's in behavior, whether it's in economics, what have you. The children end up suffering or paying for the decisions of their parents. And the parents, likewise, are most likely beneficiaries themselves of their own scars of their upbringing. Cyclical generational poverty is prolific today. And we have to begin not just treating the symptoms politically, socially, ethically, but we need to begin addressing the problem itself. And before you think I'm going off on some political tangent, because that's kind of the environment we're in today, I want to call your attention to just one such demographic. 55% of this demographic admitted to not receiving a physical experience of love even once a week. Then, the next generation, 80% of them admitted to not receiving a physical manifestation of love even once a week. So it's no surprise then that of that demographic, 71% admitted that not all of their needs were met. And so that same number left the family. 
left the family that is the church. Cyclical, generational poverty of evangelization affects many, if not all, of us. And so today in the gospel, when Jesus is talking about these two sons, while he's addressing the Pharisees, we'd be remiss if we didn't place ourselves in that situation. Even I myself, as a priest, identify at times with that second son. The one that says, yes, I want to be a part of something. I want to be in the vineyard. I want to be part of the family. But then later on, we don't back up that desire. We don't pursue it. There's a number of reasons why we may be hesitant. Maybe we're already on our own trajectory. We don't want to trail off of our path. Maybe we find ourselves unworthy for some reason. Maybe we find ourselves hesitant to accept the invitation because of some other flaw in our life. But I would venture to say that a large majority of us, it's actually because no one has ever taken us the time to teach us how. Our first reading today, Ezekiel, speaks of this precise issue. In the chapter before the reading we heard, he named, listed the sins of the ancestors. He listed the problems that they had. And today in speaking to the people, he tells them, you have a choice. You have the ability. He speaks to them, he says, if you turn from the wickedness and do what is right and just, you shall preserve your life. He shall surely live and he shall not die. He tells them, you don't have to give in to this fatalistic mentality. That, well, this is what's been done to me, this is my life, and this is what my children's life will be. We don't have to have our identity be welled up in the shortcomings of our own life. We don't have to live perpetually in the wounds that were inflicted upon us, whether by our parents, whether by our friends, our colleagues, or even our own sin. If we suffer with a wound of rejection, of abandonment, of greed, of lust, of pride, of insecurity, whatever it may be, we have the opportunity to dig out of it. St. Paul tells us today that you must take on the attitude of Christ. Take on the mind of Christ, to step in to a participation in the Spirit, to compassion and mercy, to take on the heart of Christ, to be united in the heart of Christ. But for us to be united in the heart of Christ, to take on the heart of Christ, then we have to acknowledge our wounds. By sharing that woundedness with Jesus Christ, then now he, like a transfusion, is able to live within us. And he can heal them. We have to admit of those things in life that we never received. They're spiritually, physically, emotionally. To admit of hurt in our life and need to seek healing. To admit of our need for conversion. Maybe for many of you, the statement really is, I, I, guess, I, I guess I don't understand God as much as I thought I did. Maybe you're part of that 80%. Because that 
they became that 80% because the 55%, their parents, didn't allow them to experience weekly the love of their Savior for them. They couldn't receive love incarnate in the Eucharist. So it's no wonder that some of us have become part of that 80%. In that next generation, 87%. Now we live, the youngest generation, 90% of them, of Catholics, aren't able to come in contact with Jesus Christ in the Eucharist on a weekly basis. But maybe the question's more fundamental. Maybe it's the wound of simply duty. Maybe we don't understand the beauty of Mass because no one has ever explained it to us. Maybe we didn't realize that the mystery of Christ is made present in our midst. Or maybe we didn't even know that a personal relationship with Jesus Christ was even possible because no one has ever shared that with us. No one has ever taught us. No one has ever even demonstrated it for us. My brothers and sisters, it is possible to break the cycle. It is possible to find new life. It is possible to fall in love with the person of Jesus Christ, the only one who can actually heal us. Do not be afraid to be awakened to your hurt, yes, but to be awakened to the healing of the person of Jesus Christ, who desires to fill your heart, who desires to come together so that we, as, a, as an individual, as a couple, as a family, as a parish, can accompany one another in finding new life, to break the cycle, and to become authentic missionary disciples. We must walk together to not only understand the vocabulary to not only understand how to speak this language, but to live a life in Jesus Christ. Jesus desires not simply to enter into our symptoms, but to heal the very problem of our own hearts. Jesus Christ is the answer to which every human heart is the question. Where then can you allow Jesus to teach you the language of his love.